Welcome to Season 2 of Passion to Profit Podcast. Hey there, I'm Nikki Milne, a high school dropout, ex-hairdresser and salon owner to PR and marketing expert and founder of the Perth Collective PR Agency. I'm a mum to four, a wife of a firefighter and a very driven entrepreneur. This season, we're going to interview some incredible business owners that I've had the pleasure of working with or personally knowing. And I'm going to do some episodes on tips, tricks, and strategies that I've used to not only scale my business, but the businesses I mentor and consult with and that I work with through my PR agency. So without further ado, let's dive into season two of the Passion to Profit podcast. Welcome to the Passion to Profit podcast. Today, I am joined by Kim from Your Social Voice. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. What are your takes on Instagram? Obviously, I've touched on my takes. Um, what do you think is going to happen in the next 12 months ahead in Instagram and Facebook world? Uh, I think there's going to be a bit of a clean out. Like, I think everyone that's also watching alongside Buddha's been doing and obviously Elon taking over there and like cleaning house on bots, on fake accounts, on certain hashtags that are getting linked to bad things and things that are getting people's accounts blocked and things like that. I think probably Facebook and Instagram from a from a business profile perspective has to do very similar. And it's like, I'd, I'd much rather, I think I told you the story before where someone sent me a bunch of fake, um, I think it was like uh, six or 10,000 uh, fake followers and then it's just killed my reach. And I can't go and get rid of them because I don't have the time to sit through and scroll through every single follower I have to figure oh out gosh. if it's a fake one or a real one. Well, on your Instagram? Yeah. Oh my so God, I didn't notice. That, it killed my, like I went from, I think it was one at a time I had about like 20 odd thousand. And the next morning I woke up and had like 30,000. I was like, this is wow. cool. Like, did I, did someone go viral? Did I go on? And then I was <laughs> like, then someone DM me and was like, oh, I just gave you 10,000 followers. It's like, if you want to hit a hundred thousand, let me know. And it will cost you X, Y, Z. And I was like, I didn't ask you for that. And now all my reach just went, like I have no no reach on anything. I've got to push really, really hard on there. And that's why I do a lot of paid on Instagram is because my reach just died and I haven't been able to get it back. Gosh. But if tomorrow Facebook and Instagram did um, and the whole meta company did similar to Twitter and got rid of like, I'd much rather wake up and have half the amount of followers, but they're all legit actual people. Like I'd love that. Oh, my God, that is terrible. Yeah, I hadn't even noticed, but you're completely right. And I think while we're on that subject, because you're the person that I've noticed explains this best out of everyone I ask, tell me about the blue tick on Instagram, how you get it, because I know you've got it. Obviously, I have it. And I'm like, Kim, help me get that blue tick. But I think you articulate it in the best form I've ever heard coming from an actual real person about what is required to get the blue tick on Instagram. Yeah. So no one's know the secret handshake. Yeah, that's the big thing is it is all about it's all about uh, noteworthiness and it's all about consistent noteworthiness. Mm-hmm. Hence why sometimes you'll see people overnight get it. And it's because they just came off of Love Island. Yeah. Or they just came off of a thing where there's 10 articles written about them and they can be leveraged very, very fast. And even the services that will, like you can uh, like I have a, a client who paid someone 20,000 US to get verified. <gasps> Oh but my gosh. Like the actual verification cost isn't really there if you have the right channels. Like we we have direct contacts with they don't charge you to do it. Um, but what they do, like where all that charge comes from, is because you need to have a ton of PR. Yeah. You need to have a lot of people talking about you all in the similar period of time to show that you are someone who needs to be um, identified as verified because you have noteworthiness, you have awareness in the uh, marketplace. And that's what turns into verification because there's so many people that I know that have, like yourself, like consistent PR, but it's like 
when it's too far away, it's like, because you do it and you know how to get into the uh, media and stuff like that, you're like, cool, I've done it and I consistently do it, but you spend most of your time on your clients. Yeah. If you spend all of the time just on Nikki Milne, you, you'd probably have it tomorrow. Yeah. But it, it is hard because you have to consistently put yourself into good articles that are shown that are not paid. Because when people pay these PR agencies, it's to interview them for big solo publications in Forbes, Entrepreneur, Success, all the big, these big platforms. But if they're in an article where there's seven other people, they're like, this is probably a pay, paid placement rather than a urban list or a Perth now picking up and being like, cool, this is a great person or a great spot or a, the West Australian or anything like that, where it's like actually featuring you, that holds a ton more weight. And the annoying thing as well is that when things get into physical print, sometimes they're not on digital. Yes. So I know we've chatted about it before and been like in this paper and it's like, can we find that online? Because that's what we what we need. So the more awareness you have on on that scale, the easier it is to get verified because it doesn't cost anything. Like you can request it from Facebook and Instagram, but you do need to have the case to submit to showcase why. And as long as you have consistency and volume and they have slowly increased it. So a lot of people were able to get it early on because it would be like two or three pieces. Like, oh, there you go. And then they found people hacking the system and selling services to do it and all that sort of stuff. So now they've been like, okay, great. We need consistency, publications over time to be able to bring that up. I said, but some people, that's why everyone's like, oh, you know, people that go on TV shows and stuff like that, they get straight away because they're on that TV show's website. They go on publications, online publications, radio, blah, blah, blah. That speeds up that whole process. And I think that's so important. So I've got lots of media features in traditional media, but they're definitely spread out across a year. They're not within 28 hours or 48 hours or whatever it is. And I think that's what you explained to me. And when we actually looked at some of these people that were had the blue ticks, they actually didn't get it for business coaching, for example. They've got it because they've been on a reality TV show or they've done something a little bit like a Daily Mail article. So, you know, I think that's the reality of it as well. And like, you know, I could get arrested or something and all of a sudden all these articles would yeah. come out well, of me. We got you arrested, Nikki, being yeah. that, you know, you're about to, you know, give birth as well. We will get yeah. you verified the next day. Exactly. Verified. So that's what I've kind of come to the conclusion <laughs> is you've got to do something like that to get yourself in the Daily Mail or on, you know, the Channel 7 News at night. A little bit scandalous. And then you get the blue tick. So I think that's the reality of it. And it's definitely an ego metric. We'd all love it. But at the same time, it's very hard to get. And I know I get asked about it all the time and you do as well. So I just think that was such an important conversation to have because, you know, there's people that are legitimately, like I've got a lot of legitimate articles and can't get it. But then I look at people that have done something scandalous and in 24 hours they've got that blue tick. So that is how it works. And that is what Instagram is looking for to verify people, whether it be right or wrong, that's not on us. That's the platform and what they require. So it's a really interesting thing. Find out what you need to focus on now in your business by taking my new business growth quiz. Together, we will identify where your business currently falls in the five levels, from zero to over a million dollars of income. What level are you at now? And what do you need to do to move forward to that next level of income? Take the quiz and based on your results, I will send you a personalized PDF workbook so you can scale your business to the next level in the year ahead. Head to www.com nickymilne.com to take the quiz if you had $500 to market your business right now where would you put that $500 from a like a lead generation or a conversion generation I'd still go on Facebook because that's still like I can still turn that into 20 30 plus leads probably 
in a couple of days and then I call them all and make a sale. But if I wanted awareness for my business and I wasn't looking for like immediately today, like someone to register and purchase from me, I'd spread that out over a whole month on TikTok and put do a couple of really good videos, maybe five or six really good videos talking to the pain points of my clients and customers with a call to action at the end, like hit the link in my bio or, or DM me if you have any questions. And I would just put all of those five or six videos out to my ideal audience and use that to build a ton of awareness, engagement, um, and hopefully still get a few more from that perspective. So if I wasn't looking for it like return today, but like maybe 30 days I'd be happy with, I'd put it on TikTok. If I needed something like to turn that into money, like in the next couple of days, I'd put it on Facebook. Yeah, I love that. And that's so strategic and so clever. And I love, I find it interesting you say pick up the phone and call because I know your social voice, you do call on a phone. Mm-hmm. That's a really, because as you know, I hate phones. I don't answer my phone. I don't look at my phone. None of my clients have my phone. But you're saying that in your business, you find that phone calls are the highest converting in terms of actually solidifying a client as a client. Yeah, for, for me, like that's always going to be the easiest way. And because I can, can, I can still follow them up on, I can text them, I can email them, I can call them. So when I have more than one medium, then I, that to me gives me more opportunity if they're if they're interested in what I have. And especially because we sell most of the things that we sell are a reasonable investment, like into the you know five thousand and beyond. So for me, it's like I need to be at least touch base with them because they're pro- like if I email, I'm probably not going to get like an email or DM. I might not get them. Uh, to the point where they're willing to to trust me enough to be able to invest with me. But if I can have a conversation with someone and talk to them a couple of times, most of the time, um, if they want what we have, then uh, they'll they'll probably choose to go with us if it's right for us and right for them. So that, that's why I like that from that perspective, because I think high ticket is um, you need to build a relationship. And obviously, there's there's different ways to do it. Like, for example, I know you do amazing events um, where you bring people together and that's a great way for them to bond with you. And it's like if I was, you know, if I was as good looking as Uniki, I'd probably do big <laughs> events like that. I'm just over here. I get told I have a face for radio. They're back and they come to me, you know. We've all got our own skills, hey? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Use what you've got. <laughs> And I think that's such an interesting point because I have someone that's built a business to be completely off phones. I, as I said, I say I'm allergic to them and we do sell high tickets. Our price point is around five grand a month as well. And I've never had an issue converting anyone, but I always found it interesting. Like I filled out one of your Facebook forms one day when I was just exploring what you do. And the next minute my phone rang and it was someone from, I was like, whoa, like it just, I, and then I've noticed it's a strategy you imply, which obviously you wouldn't be doing it if you wouldn't, you weren't getting results. So I just think that's so fascinating that we're two different businesses kind of hitting the same target market and price point, but we're using two completely different strategies to how to convert our clients. So it's, yeah, it's really interesting. So to finish off with your last question, who inspires you? Look, um, I get I get inspired by the, my inspiration comes from small businesses that just apply stuff and, and get it done only on a small scale. But to me, when I see the, like, it's, it's easy to get, I, I probably get more motivated by like big guys doing big stuff. But the inspiration to me is like, when I see someone who is like a, a small business, a small client, they're putting stuff out there. Like I see a lot of your clients, when I see the content that you produce for them and they get that out and they're consistently showing up every single day, like that is inspiration to me. And same when I see people that try their first um, ad and I start to see ads popping up from small businesses, like that to me is inspiration because it's it's hard running a business and seeing people actually test and try different methods that maybe 10, 20 years ago, you wouldn't have had access to. And it still is like 
unknown a little bit, like still social media marketing or like um, organic or or even PR sometimes. It's like, they're like, it's not like it's been done day in, day out for like hundreds of years. Yeah. Um, so to me, I think that's really inspiring is seeing the like the little guys go out there and, and have a win as well and then use that to grow and grow and grow. That's That really is what I kind of look to from that perspective. Yeah, the stepping stones of a small business more mm-hmm. than the big lights and all the rest of it where we see the big Tony Robbins and all that on stage. It's the process of how someone actually got to be that person, which we're all on our journey. We all start as zero with nothing, with no clients, no business. And yeah, I'm a bit the same. I'm still inspired by the people and watching them achieve smaller goals rather than one big, huge global goal. So I think, yeah, that's a great way to end it. And then finally, I'm very intrigued what you're going to ask me here. So do you have three questions for me? (laughs) I'm nervous about this one from you. I mean, they're, they're easy ones because you know your stuff, so it's, it's yeah. simple for you. But my, my first question is like, how do you know a business is ready to leverage the skills that you have in the world of PR? Because obviously for a lot of people, they might be like, should I talk about myself? Because in Australia, a lot of people are like, just stay small. Don't talk about yourself. You know what I mean? It's like oh, totally. big note yourself, tall poppy syndrome. Like, like, what do you look for for someone who's like ready to take that plunge into that into that new big world? Yeah, it's a great question. We probably knock back about 90% of people that want PR because they're not ready. In my eyes, their business website's not ready. Their socials are not ready. So I don't see the point in doing PR if you can't convert people into your business. And if I can see there's, you basically then they'll go through a process over three months of polishing their brand. So we'll redo their website, their branding, get them, you know, trained in speaking to the media, get them professional headshots amplify and update all their social media. And then I'm like, right, now we can go to the media because when people look at your brand, they're going to want to be part of it. But when you come into me, if you're not going to polish your brand to be ready to be seen by a much larger audience, I just do not see the point of, Mm -hmm. and we won't take them on because it's also a reflection on our brand and the clients we have. So yeah, people think they can just go to the media and be on the media, which they certainly can, but that's not what we do. We make sure that your brand and your business is operating. And the other thing is, if you do really well in PR, you're going to get an influx of new clients. Can you handle that? Have you got enough stock? Have you got enough people to sustain all the services you're going to have to put out? Because again, if you get that influx and you can't handle it, that doesn't look good on me or you as the business owner. So that's probably the biggest thing is we don't actually do a lot of PR. We actually spend more of our time getting people ready for when we do do the PR. Love that. And if you were a small business owner, and um, I mean, similar to, to me on the ad spend side, but if you were someone who's a small business owner, like, cool, we need to get some PR. We've got a new product we've just created and it, it is polished. What would be the like the platform that you would go to and what would be your approach? That's my probably two questions in one there. Yeah, no, that's a good question too. I think PR is all about connections and that is what a lot of people don't understand. And unless you engage a PR agency, it's a very hard thing to get your foot in the door with the right journalists and position yourself in the right places. So if you have the budget, you're probably better off outsourcing it for three months to someone that knows what they're doing that has the connections. You can, of course, just go and pitch yourself at the journalists and all that, but unfortunately it's very unlikely you'll get contacted. So I think it's about building your profile. If we take a step back, it's submitting to blogs. It's doing all that free content, putting it out in the world, which can be really, really challenging. And sometimes we'll use a ghostwriter, so someone that's maybe a VA that's strong in copywriting, and they will write our blog articles, 
but then I will tweak them into my words and then we'll submit them to different publications online where you can guest post. So that's a great stepping stone for someone that has no budget is actually getting out there on all, you know, your costumes, business builders and business news and all those platforms, business chicks to actually get your thoughts published. And that doesn't cost anything. And that's actually relatively easy to do once you've had a bit of strategy on where to place them, what they're looking for. But then if you want that localized, hard hitting, high return PR, then you're probably better off outsourcing it. And honestly, because of the connections the PR agency has. I love it. And if I can just like slide one like technical third question, like you work with a lot of business owners as well. You see a lot of businesses. Like what would be, what's what's something that you learned in 2022 across the year with all the people that you work with? Yeah, there's a lot of fake people out there. <laughs> and I say that in the kindest way, sort of. You know, we've had people come to me that have said they've turned a million dollars and they've got done $2 million. And when I've actually got into their business, I'm like, you have, your profit is horrific. Like you might've turned a million dollars in revenue and you might be putting that out on your Instagram and you might be putting that out everywhere. But your profit, if someone was to walk along and buy this business, they'd be told to not even look at it. And, you know, with like you, we've seen clients or potential clients come in that have bought 10,000 fake followers on Instagram. I think people are taking shortcuts mm-hmm. left, right. And it's like last year, 2022, I saw it more prevalent than ever before that people are taking the quickest shortcuts they can for their ego, but to make them look bigger in business. And what happened to just, you know, plodding along and learning it as you go and being proud of what you've achieved today and then look for the next step. I think those people are going to be around a lot longer in business, but we're seeing every year this emergence of all these people that like people like, how did she get there? Or how did he get there? And what made that? But a lot of it's smoke and mirrors. They're not actually good business people. And they might've only had one client for the whole year, but they've made it look like they've got hundreds of clients and they can't take any more. So I think that's a real reality check to every business owner that what you see on socials, and even PR, that's what it is. A lot of it is smoke and mirrors. We can make you look like the best business coach or the best client in this particular industry. But that does not tell the story of the actual business and how it's operating and how it's treating its staff and how it's treating the clients. The best way to tell that is client retention. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've just gone out end of the year and said to our 30 clients, is anyone dropping off? Has anyone want to, you know, change packages? Because I've got a massive wait list. And they all went, nope. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because I've got a massive wait list. But I was like, that's such a credit to us as an agency that we do charge high ticket, but we're obviously guaranteeing or getting them return on investment. Otherwise they would be leaving. And to me, that's a true reflection of the business, not whether I made a million dollars or not whether I, you know, went and had lunch with this person or that person. I think there's so much smoke and mirrors. And I just particularly saw it flare up in 2022. So you know, you've got to be smart and not be influenced by people that are just very good at selling themselves, I guess. Does that make sense? Mm, wholeheartedly agree. Yes. Yeah. yes. And I'm sure you notice it too. And I think, you know, I think it's just so false because when people come to me and say, oh, that's who I want to be like and all that. And I'm like, oh my God, it <laughs> no, works to a certain extent. <laughs> I'm like, no, you don't really want to because there's nothing in that business worth buying. And to mm. me, I build businesses to sell. Mm. The profit has to be high. The strategy and systems have to be working. And I just feel you know, in this world of Instagram and even TikTok and places like that, we can all pretend we're multimillionaires and have 500 clients and all the rest of it. But I just realized there was so much falsifying going on in 2022. And, you know, people would screenshot their figures or screenshot how many members they had in their clubs and things like that. But then when you actually did a bit of digging, it was nowhere near that. 
So I feel like people will start to get caught out in 2023 a little bit and those people will start to disappear. But it's a really interesting thing and it's not good for anyone in business, I think, because that's not the reality. And it's probably been going on for day dot, from day dot. But we've been given such a bigger platform at Instagram to share our stuff. Yeah, it really worries me. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I think, you know, taking all that away, I think we've had such an interesting chat. We've covered TikTok, which has been amazing, verifying, obviously a bit of business in there and Facebook. So where can people connect with you? Uh, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm on every platform as Real Kim Barrett. So wherever you hang out, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, uh, Real Kim Barrett, you can hit me up on there or our website, yoursocialvoice.com.au if you want to see more of what we do. And um, yeah, and as they're always more than happy for people to reach out if they have questions, like I always get back to everyone. Sometimes it takes me a little while, but I get back to pretty much everyone as much as I can. So if you have any questions, hit me on any of those platforms and I'll do my best to see if I can support it anyway. Amazing. So thank you so much for joining me today. As always, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for having me. It is the season of freebies. So why don't you head to my website and take one of the three freebies I have on offer. There's a five-day challenge, a brand audit, and the new business scale quiz. If I was choosing one, that is the one I'd be choosing. Determine how to scale your business with actionable steps into the next tier of the scale. Head to www.nikkimilne.com and take the quiz. I can't wait to see your results and help you move forward in growing your business so that 2023 is the most profitable year for your business. Thanks for listening to the Passion to Profit podcast. And don't forget to rate, review and follow the podcast. Your support means the world to me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Passion to Profit.